0: Sealing God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. Talk about the sealing, sealing of God's servants in their foreheads, the apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7. We're in the last of the last days, no one will disagree with that, because we know it's a time of trouble. There's famine, pestilence, sword. There's nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. All these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pains. And the birth pains is that woman in Revelation 12, a wonder in heaven, a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun. That's the son of righteousness. The moon and under her feet, those are the lunations. Those are the different feasts of the Lord that she has walked. And upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. It was the perfect government of God, and the stars is finally coming to the work of the ministry. The apostles and prophets are the foundation, 12 apostles, and of course the 12 gates, which are the 12 tribes of Israel. And we're looking at this work, and it's a strange work, bring to pass is that it's a strange act. When we look at Revelation 7, the four winds strove upon the great sea, and they were going to hurt the land, the sea, and the trees. And it said, Hurt not the land, nor the sea, nor the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Not on them, but in their foreheads. And they heard the number of them that were sealed, 144,000. That 144 of the 12 tribes of Israel is not written as spelled out 144,000. But written RMD in the Greek, R100M40D4000, perfected glory. So it's a time of perfection, a perfected glory, coming from glory to glory, but there's a time that the glory will be perfected in the body of Christ, which is in the Bible numerics 1000. Song in Song 8. In Canicles of Solomon, we have Solomon hath a vineyard, and Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. He must have a thousand, perfected glory. All the keepers of the vineyard, two hundred. Now we know that two hundred is insufficiency, because when Jesus told Philip and Andrew to feed the four thousand, the five thousand, they said, I suppose that 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient to feed all these. Insufficiency is 200. Well, that he gave some apostles, 200, some prophets, 200, some evangelists, 200, some pastors and teachers, 200 apiece. That is the hand of God and that ministry, the work of the ministry, For the perfecting of the saints, 200 apiece, equaling 1,000 for the perfecting of the saints. But what kind of a work is it? It's a strange work. We find it in Isaiah 28, bringing to pass his act, his strange act. And we see Revelation 11, that we're all going to be measured. The temple of God, which what? No, you're not. You, your body. The temple of the Holy Ghost, you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, we, do, we are to glorify God in our bodies. We are a royal priesthood. We're a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. We're lively stones built up a spiritual house whereby we, we offer praises unto God. But this temple will be measured. We find that temple, not iron, not a physical temple, brick-and-mortar temple, but naos, just as Jesus said, destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up. They said, forty and six years were they in building this temple, and you will raise it up in three days? But Jesus spake of the temple of his body, naos, not Ira. So when it says, That the devil in the last days, the son of perdition, a man of sin, opposes all that is God, or that is worship, so that he, as God, setteth in the temple of God, not iron. Naos, far greater than just a temple mount of a building, there with the temple of Moth being moved and the temple being restored, We're talking naos. We're seeing in Pergamos where Satan's seat is, where Satan dwelleth. Well, we're made to sit together and have our places in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ. Our life is hid with Christ in God. Well, how does that happen? Well, in Christ, we are a new creature. As many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But this is a strange work. We find that with that temple being measured in Revelation 11, verse 1, that John said there was a reed like unto a rod given unto me saying, rise and measure the temple of God. We're going to be measured. And the altar, well, the altar is our sacrificial little dedication to God, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Well, not only the altar, but them that worship therein. The worship is in spirit and in truth, not just in spirit, But in truth, so we're going to be measured by the truth, the word that we have, which is the oil in the lamp. The fire of the Holy Ghost is what lights the lamp. The oil in the lamp is the truth of the word of God, which has been tried as by fire and come forth as pure gold in the body of Christ. It's going to be a different kind of oil. There's only one oil and that oil is of the Holy Ghost. That's true. But when we have the six branches of the candlestick with the center branch, the shamash, the servant branch, having four knots of bowls that feed the lamps and the six branches, three knots of bowls, making a total, a total of 22 knots of bowls. And each of them having a half egg of beaten olive oil in each one of the knots of both, that feed the seven lamps of the candlestick, which is the church. It's a beaten work of solid gold. There we have a half egg of beaten olive oil. But in the last days, it will be gold and all. Throne room revelation, not just... Uh, as we've seen in Pentecost, a Pentecostal revelation. But it will be golden oil, which is throne room revelation, a higher revelation than we've had in Pentecost. And therefore, it will be called a strange work, a strange act in Isaiah 28. Judgment will be laid to the lion, righteousness to the plummet, whereby we will all be measured. And at that time, it says, "But the holy city, measure it not, for the city shall be trodden under foot forty and two months, time times and a half, three and a half years." And I will give power unto my two servants. These two servants are two olive trees; they're two candlesticks. We know that's the two witnesses. We know that that two witnesses is the church. In the Spirit of God. We know that because Jesus told us in John 8, 13 on, that he showed to us who the witnesses are. When they came to Jesus, the Pharisees said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record's not true. Well, they see, they bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, he's 301. The Father's administrative office of the Spirit, The words, the expression office of the spirit and the Holy ghost is the power office of the spirit, all invisible spirit. But there's three that bear record in the earth, spirit, water, and the blood. These three agree in one, not one, but agree in one. Well, there in John eight in verse 13, they said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true because it takes two. And Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I and my father sent me. He goes on, explains, and he changes it from record to testimony and witness. He says, it's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. Now, that's the testimony of Jesus. We read about that in Revelation 19.10. John sees a man. He is so sure that it is the Lord Jesus Christ that he bows down to worship him. The man says, See, thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Now, that's not an angel. That's a fellow servant of God. That's our brethren. But they have a higher glory much higher glory than Pentecost. He said, worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Well, the testimony of Jesus then is only by and carried out by two witnesses. As Jesus stated in John eight thirteen through 27, he said, it is written in your law, the testimony he goes the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth record of myself, speaking of his flesh. That would be the body of Christ, the church. Because expedient he went away, for if he goes not away, the Holy Ghost, the comforter, will not come. Now we are in Christ's stead. We're ambassadors for Christ. We are the body of the Christ if you're born again. It's filled with the Holy Ghost. Born of the water and the Spirit. That is one witness. And he said, My Father that sent me, and he said, Even though the Father sends me, so send I you the same glory that the Father gave me in the days of my flesh. That same glory give I unto you, John seventeen. The same glory? Yes. And he calls it now a witness. So the body of Christ is one witness. And he said, my father that sent me, now he beareth witness of me. That's the other witness. The testimony have two witnesses, the body of Christ and the spirit of God. That's the two witnesses in the last day. They will be in the spirit of Elijah. They will be in the spirit of Moses. But more than anything, it will reveal Jesus only because it was not Moses doing the judgment miracles in Egypt in the Exodus. It was Jesus only. It was not Elijah doing kingdom miracles. It was Jesus only. And that's the reason on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John goes up into the mountain with Jesus, a mountain apart, there, Jesus is transfigured before them. But there appeared Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three tabernacles, three booths, three Sukkos, not Shabbat, not Pentecost. We're in a different season. The Feast of Booths, the Feast of Sukah, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Engathering the Feast of Prophecy, the Feast of Sevens, the Feast of All Feasts. And he said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three tabernacles, three booths, three subcaths, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But he wist not what he said. He didn't know why he said it. Of course, after Peter, James, and John are raised from Terah, Off there, they see Jesus only. Why? Because it was not Moses doing those judgment miracles and destroying the gods of Egypt. It was Jesus only. It was not Elijah doing the kingdom miracles as that prophet did, that it rained not in the days of his prophecy, raising the dead. It was Jesus only. On Mount Carmel, the prophets of the grove, and the prophets of Baal against Elijah. It was not Elijah, it was Jesus only. How do we know that? Because 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 says, all the Old Testament prophets search diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, capital S. That's God Almighty. Christ is that Spirit. God is a Spirit. All the offices of God, Father, Word, Holy Ghost, the Tetragrammaton, Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah, Yehovah, Yahweh, all of the different titles of God are attributes of God, are Christ. All of these attributes. The one self-existent eternal God is Christ. We have that in 1 Peter 1.10. But it said all the Old Testament prophets, all of them prophesied by that spirit. Moses did. Elijah did. All of them did. All the way to Malachi. Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, 14 minor prophets, all the way to Malachi. All of them prophesied by the spirit of Christ that was in them. Well, when it testified beforehand, signified the sufferings of Christ. Well, Christ is that spirit. That's one witness. Christ is that body. That is the other witness. Those are the two witnesses in Revelation 11. Therefore, Jesus said, It's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. I'm with the bear witness of myself. That's in the days of his flesh, the body of Christ. Why is it a body? Because he said, In the volume of the book, it's written of me. Jesus said, I come to, to do thy will, O God, for a body that has prepared me. God prepared himself a body. Search the scriptures. For in them, all these testify of me, Jesus said. For in them, you think you have eternal life. And these are they that testify of me, Jesus only. There's your witness. Well, Jesus said the two witnesses there in Revelation 11 would prophesy for 42 months. Time times a half, three and a half years, 1,203 score days, exactly the time of the Jesus' ministry in the days of his flesh. From the time he was 30, beginning his ministry, there in Tabernacles, and ending in Passover, three and half, one half years, forty-two months. Time times a half a thousand two hundred and three score days. There, he said, now you. You, are, the light of the world. Now, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Now, you are the light of the world. You are the ones that are my witnesses. You are the one that will bear witness of me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the utmost parts of the earth. And that is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. You cannot understand the book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ, except by the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus, giving us to know the things in the book of the revelation, which is the final glory that will be had and obtained by the body of Christ, in the last days, before the second coming of Jesus, when he comes the second time without sin and salvation for the salvation of his saints, the second advent, when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. We which in the remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. There is only one coming, one. Uh, appearing, one and the same, not two or three different appearings. One. And at that time, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sign of the Son of Man appear in heaven with power and great glory. And he was sent to his angels and gathered together his elect. That is they gather together in the Lord Jesus. That's our gathering together into him. That we be not soon shaken in mind or letter, as Paul said. As from me or angel or anyone, for that day will not come. That rapture, catching together, catching away together the saints to meet the Lord in the air. That day will not come until there come a falling away first. That's falling away from the faith. Well, Paul warned us that in First Timothy four verse one. The Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having their conscience served with a hot iron, forbidding the merit of staining from meats, which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. That is and will happen before the wicked ones be revealed. And it said. They will come a falling away first. Then the man of sin will be revealed. As he goes on and he says, Remember you not when I was with you? I told you these things. Those are the things of faith. Only he who am not let will it until he be taken out of the way. That is not the Holy Ghost. That's not the Spirit of God. That is civil governments of this world. That's the only thing keeping us from chaos. And that allows the devil to come in, the man of sin, the son of perdition, to obtain the kingdoms by flatteries and by peace shall destroy many. He will literally deceive the whole world, all the world. And it says at that time, we will be hated of all nations and some of us will be put to death. Somebody said, no, that's a natural Jew. No, it's the church of the living God. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. He said this was in John 16. It said, I have forewarned you, you should should not be offended. For the time will come. They're going to live you up out of the synagogues, out of the churches. Yes, the time will come that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. That's not a Jew. They're doing this for his namesake, called by his name, the church. Why will they do this? Jesus said in John 16, they will do this unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't have the revelation of Christ, that Christ is God, that was manifest in a body of flesh and blood as Jesus only. They don't understand the doctrine of Christ. And if you hadn't heard the podcast on the doctrine of Christ. Please look it up and hear that total teaching on the doctrine of Christ. Most of the churches have never taught the doctrine of Christ, which is the foundation of the church. So there's no wonder why there's great deception in the last days and the strong delusion is sent by God himself because we had pleasure in unrighteousness, God himself will send strong delusion that they all might be damned who receive not the love of the truth and might be saved, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. It is so profound and strange work and a strange act that it requires a sealing of the Holy Ghost in the last days. An apocalyptic ceiling in Revelation 7. Without it, we won't build we will not be able to stand. And uh, that is an engraving. It's a seal. It's a sign. We find that, that these two witnesses are the two olive trees. They are the two candlesticks, which is the church. The two witnesses, the body of Christ with the Spirit. In that Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But it will not only do the redemption miracles, Jesus, He healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, opened blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and a captive went free. Blessed is he, whomsoever is not offended in me. They will do, the body of Christ will do, the two witnesses will do the redemption miracles of Jesus, showing that he is the resurrection. And the light. But they will also be in the spirit of Moses, which is Jesus only, and they will do judgment miracles. They'll turn the water to blood as often as they will, they'll smite the earth with plagues as often as they will, and they will destroy all the gods out of this earth, just as Moses did through the spirit of God in Egypt. That's the body of Christ, Jesus only. And the body of Christ will also do the kingdom miracles of Elijah, the restoration prophet. And we know that because Jesus said, when he came down off the Mount of Transfiguration, the disciples of John said, why do? The disciples of Jesus' disciples said, why do the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come and and restore all things, restore all faith, things of faith. Why? Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things, all truth. But if you will receive it, Elijah has already come. This, Andrew said, he spake to them of John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, John foreran Jesus first coming in the spirit of Elijah. John, the body of Christ, will forerun Jesus' second coming in the spirit of Elijah and restoration. And we know that because Revelation 10, there John hears the seven thunders utter their voices. He was about to write. But he said, write it not. Take the little book out of the angel's hand. The little book, the biblical reading. Only mentioned four, t- four times on the Word of God. Take it. No man's going to give it to you. You've got to take it out of the angel's hand. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey and bitter to your belly. John, take it. John must take it. Well, the kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. Nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. You can't just happily... Uh, laxadaisically roll along and, and by error, someday that Jesus is going to reveal this. You have to diligently search and seek for the Lord, your God with all your heart. Then he'll reveal the last day work. Only the ones that are diligently seeking God will be filled. The Holy ghost is given to them that obey him. It's the last day work of uh, the Holy ghost of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. The more we obey, the deeper he brings us. There at that time, in the Revelation 11, those two witnesses then the spirit of Elijah, spirit of Moses, which are doing redemption, miracles of Jesus, judgment, miracles of Moses, kingdom miracles of Elijah go out through all the world for a time, times a half, three and a half years, 42 months. 1,203 score days of the work of the ministry, the Jesus ministry. That's what the Lord is doing now. It is a strange work. It is a work of judgment. Judgment laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet to reveal the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. And only those that are sealed With the Spirit of God, that after you have received the Word of God, in present truth, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until you receive the promised possession. Those that overcome will inherit all things. So this is where we're at in the body of Christ. God is compacting those uh, members of the body of Christ together every joint supplies, two bones meeting together, bone to bone, and every joint supplies to so the edifying of itself in love. God's doing it now through the supply of the Spirit, coming together into one. That's the reason it's so important that if you feel a witness of the Holy Ghost, that we come together as one body, There's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, Father of all, and in us all. God's putting the body of Christ together now. Not a denomination. Denomination won't even see this. It is the work of the Holy Ghost. It's the work of Jesus. It's a strange work. All God's ways are judgment. It's judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet. And when these judgments are manifest in the earth, seen and done in the earth, men will learn righteousness, that he alone is God, no trinity, no binary, no oneness, but a Jesus only doctrine of Christ. And that's the reason he's doing the work, that all may know him from the least to the greatest. And he's doing it now. He is putting the body of Christ together bone to bone and those joints as they join together, how goodly it is for the brethren that dwell together in the unity, the unity of the faith. He's doing it now. It's there again. It's essential that if you feel the spirit of God, bearing witness with your spirit, contact us because we need to get together. And many of you are now all over Africa, India, Now, Paul, there's many nations right now that are calling or texting and saying they want to be a part of the ministry, not this ministry, the Jesus ministry. We're not a denomination. We're a fellowship, simply knowing them that labor among us. And that is the reason why it's so necessary for us to come together into one in the unity of the faith. So he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry, that's what he's doing now, getting us ready for the work of the ministry. To the edifying of itself, the body of Christ, edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith, not a denomination. Seek God. You'll find that denominations are not going in. The people of God are going in, but it will not be man-made denominations. To the knowledge of the Son of God. That is not gnosko, just knowing Jesus after the spirit, not after the flesh, but full grown, epi coming to the full measure of Jesus Christ. That's what we're called for. Whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestined, them he also called. Them that he called, then he also justified them that he justified. He also glorified progressive to be glorified to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing short, a glorious church with that spot in blemish in the full image of Jesus Christ. That is uh, unto the knowledge of the son of God. That's what it is. Uh, Ephesians 4, 11, Oh, through 15, 16. That knowledge of the son of God is unto a perfect man. Jesus ahead, we the body of Christ, coming unto the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. That's what he's doing now. For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we, the body of Christ, have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. We have to understand he's not a third of the Godhead. He's not the second person of the Godhead. The Lord Jesus is that spirit, 100% God. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, the body of Christ, we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, progressive, even as by the spirit of the Lord, to high, high, to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, a perfect image of Jesus Christ. Don't let anybody tell you, you can't come unto the image of Jesus Christ because Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6 and 7, in Matthew 5, he stated, be you therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. If it was not possible, the Lord would not give us this command. And it's not in the sweet by and by, it's now. You feel this, you feel this witness of the Spirit, then let's get together. Join together in the unity of the faith, knowing them that labor among us. We want to join with you. Write to me, Dennis Spear, Post Office, Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can drop us a line, let us know about your uh, your church, your fellowship of believers, whatever the case is, or maybe just you, uh, and you can do that at our websites. Or if you have a question, please drop us that question. We'll do our best to answer. You can do that by contacting us on sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. We want to thank you for your prayerful support. Many of you for giving us your prayerful support and your generous offering by which we're able to keep the podcast on the air. And we always play with your offerings Some 30, 60, 100 fold manifest and multiply back to you for your many thanksgiving unto God for your go to your account in heaven or your treasures of your heart also. And we thank God for you, praying for you and multiplying your seed songs. Well, until the next day. This is Brother Dennis Beard saying, "Behold, the real Jesus."